Oh, that was wonderful, wasn't it? Praise God, I tell you. The Lord squeezed my heart and juice ran out my eyes. Praise God. Turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. Hold your finger there. That's where we're going in just a moment when we take communion. But I'm going to preach just a short message this morning. It's good to see you in the house of God. Good to see us full. And uh, praise the Lord with this. That one Easter before we built on... We had the choir full, we had the walls full, we had the aisles full, we had the doors open, and people was on the porch. So I hope and pray that God does that again next Sunday. Amen? And uh, so you be here in your place. I thought about this morning as we celebrate Palm Sunday, I thought about preaching about Palm Sunday. Then I thought about preaching about communion because we're taking about communion, which is a type of the Passover. I thought about preaching about Passover. But I can tell that I'm right on track with the singing this morning, with the spirit that's here. I want to bring you a message entitled, and you're going to hear the title of the message over and over. And I hope by the end of the message that this hits your heart, I'm going to preach a message because of Calvary. Because of Calvary. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we're grateful. As we bow our heads, we thank you for the singing. We've already heard how how it's touched our heart and took us right to the place where you were crucified. Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood. Thank you for Calvary. Thank you for our church. Thank you for the freedom that we have to worship here. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, God, we can give you thanks all day for the many blessings and benefits that you've bestowed upon us. Father, now I pray that you'd pour the Spirit of God out this morning, that we would get in the Word of God, that we would open our heart, and I pray the Spirit of God would move up and down these pews and in our hearts and point us to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'm already full. Praise God. Listen to me this morning. There stands in Israel uh, uh, an old hill that the writers in the uh, Gospels call Golgotha. Golgotha is interpreted a place of the skull. It looks like if you walk down the road going into Jerusalem and you see this old craggy knob, you'd say, well, that's just an old, ugly, cliffy, craggy knob there. It's not a place where you'd want to take the kids for a picnic. It's not a place where you'd want to go and have your wedding pictures made. It's not a place where you'd like to go camping and trout fishing. Friend, there's nothing beautiful about that place but I'm going to tell you this morning it's the most beautiful place that I've ever seen. Friend, it's the most beautiful. I've been there by faith and I can tell you friend, that's the most beautiful place in all the world because Matthew, Mark and John call it Golgotha but Luke calls it Calvary. I'm glad this morning because of Calvary because of Calvary because of Calvary I'm saved because of Calvary I'm sure because of Calvary I'm sealed because of Calvary I'm steadfast in the word of God because of Calvary I'm saved and safe forevermore glory to God because of Calvary 
Oh my, something took place on that hill that makes it the most beautiful place that I, I can ever imagine. Something that happened there that makes me love it. You say, preacher, what happened on Golgotha? Well, I'll just tell you, I had a friend to die there. Amen. I had a friend that died there. Boy, I drive up and down 58 and 81, and I see these little crosses and little memorable things that people put where their loved one was killed, maybe in an automobile accident, they'll put a little cross over there, something in memory of them. But I'm going to tell you something. I had a friend that died on Golgotha, and I want to remember that. Oh, I don't want to forget what Jesus did for me. Praise God. I don't want to get over it. He did something on that hill that nobody else could do. He died a substitutionary death for me. He laid down his life freely. He said, freely, I have the power to lay my life down and freely I'll take it up again. Oh listen he freely laid his life down. He did something on that hill that no other man could do. My daddy loved me and he'd have given his life for me. My mama loved me and she's 92 years old and would give her life for me. I've got some friends that love me but Bible says for scarcely for a righteous man would one die. Yet pair adventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But Christ gave his life for us when we were ungodly when we were sinners thank God nobody else could take my place but Jesus did praise God no other man could take my sin the Bible says who did no sin neither was guile found in his mouth who when he was reviled reviled not again when he suffered he threatened not but he committed into himself unto him that judgeth righteously and the Bible says whom him, his own self uh, bear our sins are you listening his own self uh, bear our sins in his own body on the tree he did something nobody else could do praise God he died a substitutionary death. Because of Calvary, I have a friend who will never leave me. Because of Calvary, when I drive my old truck, I've got a friend. Because of Calvary, when I work on the farm, I've got a friend. Because of Calvary, when I get up in the morning and when I go to bed at night, I've got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Because I have a friend, I'm never alone. Praise God. When friends forsake me, when I'm down, when I'm depressed, when I don't know what to do, I've got a friend that I can turn to and his name is is Jesus. He died a substitutionary death for me. For the Bible said he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus said this, for the Son of Man came not to be ministered to but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Boy, they sang that in that song this morning. The ransom was paid for me. You know what ransom is? A ransom is a payment made for the release of a prisoner. Can I tell you something? When Christ died on the cross and his blood was shed, he paid my ransom. And the devil had me prisoner. The hell was going to be my home. Hey friend, the lake of fire was going to incarcerate me forever. But Jesus paid my ransom. 
Praise God. Praise His name. Oh, He took our death that we might live eternity, eternally. He took our sin that we might escape the judgment of God. We might miss hell because of Calvary, friend. We're headed for heaven. Praise God. Like old Maze Jackson said, I'm headed for town with the hammer down. Praise God. Oh, listen, I don't want to get around Calvary. I've been saved over 50 years. I don't want to get around. I don't want to get over it. I don't want to get under it. Praise God. I want to stay right at the foot of the cross of Calvary and appreciate what God has done for me on that old rugged cross. But listen, there's more to Calvary than just the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ. I'm glad he took my place. I'm glad he bore my sin. But something else happened there, friend. We'll never fully know this side of heaven just what God did on that cross. Never fully know. I don't believe we could ever understand the depths. You say, what else happened? Satan was defeated. Amen. Hell was overcome. Praise God. Death was vanquished. All the forces of evil were defeated on the cross of Calvary. God was working behind the scenes while Christ died for my sin, bore my sin. God was working behind the scenes, friend, and you and I can have victory for eternity. Praise God. Bible says for scarcely for a righteous man would one die yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die but God commendeth his love toward us and while we were yet sinners Christ died for us then the Bible says this much more than being now being now being now justified by his blood we shall be saved from wrath through him I'm going to tell you something, friend, and I don't mean to get negative and I didn't want to, but wrath is coming. You hear me? Wrath is coming on this nation. You mark her down today. I don't care what the Today Show says. I don't care what the liberal news media says. Wrath is coming on this world. Wrath is coming on this nation. We've left the family principles. We've left the Word of God and wrath is coming. But the Bible says because of the cross, you and I who are saved have escaped the wrath of God. Praise God. You say, preacher, why is wrath coming? I read this very week where the largest satanic assembly is going to happen at the end of this month in Boston, Massachusetts. Almost a million Satan worshipers are gathering in Boston. It's been sold out for six weeks with I think the ticket number was 700,000 and they stopped them from gathering there. Hey, friend, they call it Satan Con. They said they're gathering there for evil and to blaspheme. Dear friend, when that goes on in a nation, we're not long before the judgment of God falls. You hear me this morning, but listen to me. Because of Calvary, because of Calvary, I'm not tattooed up with holes in my ears and my lips. I, hey, listen to me, friend. Because of Calvary, I'm not a drunk. Because of Calvary, I never went home and beat my wife. Hey, man. Because of Calvary, my kids never had to hide from me and be afraid because daddy come home on a binge. Because of Calvary, the fires of hell will never ever burn about me because of Calvary the judgment of God is stayed from me the Bible says there is now 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 no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus praise God 
My goodness, because of Calvary, I've been brought from darkness to light. Oh, listen, I don't have to grope around in darkness. I don't have to wonder what the purpose of my life is. I don't have to wonder about my decisions tomorrow. I've got a place where I can go. I can get on my knees and find the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Hey, friend, I'm not going to be walking in darkness in Boston. Amen. I'll be walking in the light of life in Smith County. Praise God. Yes, sir. Because of Calvary. Because of Calvary, I never wasted grocery money on alcohol. You say, preacher, you're bragging on yourself. Oh, no, friend. No, no, no. If it weren't for Calvary, I'd have been a drug. Are you listening? If it wasn't for Calvary, I'd have been a dopehead. Are you listening? Calvary made the difference because of Calvary. Oh, listen. Because of Calvary, I'm not living under a bridge with needle tracks in my arms. Wondering where my next fix is going to come from. Listen, because of Calvary, I'm not breaking into homes because I don't have enough money for my next fix. I'm not laying under a vehicle cutting off catalytic converters trying to make a little money to shoot up a little bit. I'm telling you, friend, Calvary did that for me. (laughs) Calvary did that for me. Calvary, because of Calvary, I've got a nice wife and a nice home. I've got three wonderful children. Praise God. Because of Calvary, I'm blessed. Because of Calvary, I'm saved. Are you getting the message. Praise God. I feel the Spirit of God. Oh, listen. Because I'm of Calvary, I'm not at the casino this morning. Oh, listen. I shouldn't even tell this. I hate to glorify sin. But listen, my my last few years of high school and first few years of college, I was backslid as a goose. I don't talk about it much because I, I don't like to glorify sin, but I'm going to tell you something. I was one of the best gamblers that ever was. I mean, before the school bus run, I was saved. But I was backslid. I'm going to tell you something. If you've been in that casino and rubbing them old lottery tickets, you're backslid. Well, wait a minute. Let me get on George, not you. Amen. I'm trying to keep the spirit here. Let's just get on George. Hey, listen, before the, before the school bus had run, I'd take every one of them boys' money. I know how to stack the dick, deal off the bottom. Hey, one night I was playing, and, and a boy lost everything he had, tried to bet on his shoes, and if they, were, they wasn't my size, right, I took them too. Hey, you know why I'm behind this pulpit this morning without an addiction? You know why I'm behind this pulpit this morning instead of down there at Bristol pulling them one-armed bandits and dealing them cards? Calvary! Praise God. Let me tell you about Calvary. It not only saved me when I was a nine-year-old boy, the blood of Jesus Christ straightened me out when I was about 21 or 22 years old and got me out of that stuff that I'd got backslid into. Amen. Some of you here this morning, I'm just going to preach it because I feel it. Some of you here this morning, you're backslid as a goose. Amen. You're as backslid as I was. You come to church on Sunday morning, but you don't live it on Monday morning. You into everything, friend. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you what you need. You need to get to Calvary. Praise God. (laughs) 
Oh, I tell you what, if you're backslid out like I was, there's still a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood and lose all their guilty stains. Praise God. I'm going to go into orbit, praise God. Oh, listen, the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I've got peace this morning in Jesus Christ because of the cross, because of Calvary. I'm not running from the police. Praise God. I'm not worried about the penitentiary. Amen. Until they start putting preachers in, and I'll be the first one in the line. Hey, <laughs> oh, I've got peace through the blood of his cross. Because of Calvary, I got to close. Because of Calvary, he reigns victorious over death, hell, and the grave. The Bible says, For God hath highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in earth, the things in heaven, things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Because of Calvary, I don't wear any chains this morning. Because of Calvary, there are no shackles this morning. Because of Calvary, my iniquities are under the blood. But I'm going to close with this. Because of Calvary, he's coming back. You say, what's Calvary got to do with his second coming, preacher? I'm going to tell you something. He's got a lot invested in you. I mean, buddy, he's got his sweat, blood, and tears. He gave his life. He gave, up, he gave up heaven, gave up everything he had for you. He's got a lot invested in you, praise God. And he's not just going to leave you here to fly through space. Uh, he's coming back. Amen. I tell you, because of Calvary, he's coming back. Because of Calvary. Hey, hey listen, this old world's getting dark, friend. You better wake up. Hey, I ain't woke, but I am awake. Amen. I need to preach that. Amen. That's a good sermon title. I ain't woke, but I am awake. I'm spiritually awake this morning. I can tell you the signs are in place for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And just about the time this old world gets so dark and, and the news gets so bad and Russia gets frightening. Hey, listen, Russia ain't stopping in Ukraine. Are you listening? According to the Word of God, they're going on down in the Middle East. Hey, I don't care what the liberal news media lies to you. Russia's on the move, friend. Amen, preacher. That's a sign of the end of times. China is on the move. This thing is going to get worse and worse and worse. But I'm going to tell you something. Because of Calvary, the darker it gets, the brighter I see. Because of Calvary, when it gets so dark and blind, there's a light. Praise God. Weeping endureth for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. I'm looking for the morning. Praise God. When he comes again, he'll be wearing a vesture dipped in blood with a name written on his thigh, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. The Bible says we'll be caught up together in the twinkling of an eye to meet them, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You hear me? If you don't like this message, one and you're saved one day, you might make it to heaven by the skin of your teeth. That's a biblical term, amen. But listen to me. One day, the 
He's coming back. He's going to take His church out of here. And this earth is going to weave and rock like the Bible says, a tree when the untimely figs are shaking. You think that wind was bad last night, blew that barn down right over there. You just wait till the tribulation comes, friend. And you know what you'll be? If you're saved and blood-bought, you'll be in heaven going, boy, I'm missing that down there. None of that tribulation's got anything to do with me. The sun's going to be darkened. The moon's going to be turned to blood. The earthquakes and the tsunamis are going to, stars are going to fall from the sky. I can't paint a bad enough picture. And you and I will be in heaven waving our hankies and going, because of Calvary, praise God, I'm not down there. Because of Calvary, I missed out on the wrath of God and the condemnation of man. Oh, because of Calvary, praise God. I think I'll just shout five minutes. Amen. Because of Calvary, I'll not be cast into the lake of fire which burneth with brimstone. Oh my. Listen, if you can't rejoice in the cross this morning, something's wrong with you, friend. Praise God. Well, I got to quit preaching. You're. Man. They say strike when the iron's hot, so I guess I better strike because it's hot right now. Man, what? Listen, that's as plain as I can put it. I've preached the cross as high as I can preach it. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians. We'll have our communion. Shouldn't take long. We only do this once a year. You're in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. The Lord instructed us to do something, and he said as oft, Brian mentioned it this morning, he said as oft as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. He didn't say do it every month or every fifth Sunday, and we do it here as a tradition with this church. We do it once a year on the uh, Palm Sunday, the Passover Sunday. And, uh, and here's what, you're in 1 Corinthians 11, uh, let's read verse 26. He says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shew forth the Lord's death till he comes. Boy, if I ain't preached Calvary this morning, I don't know what happened. Amen. We're going to show forth. So as we take this bread and drink this cup, we, we are doing it in honor. We're doing it in remembrance of what Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. It's a serious thing. Let's read three verses here. Beginning at verse 27. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But he says, you know, don't worry about it. If you're guilty, if you backslid, if you're, if you're not right with God, look at verse 28. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So there comes a time of self-examination, self-judgment. Verse 29. For he drinketh, eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation of himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Verse 31. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we're chastened of the Lord that we should not be condemned with the world. So right there is communion in a nutshell. What I'm going to say to you this morning as we begin to take communion is this. We do not have closed communion. You don't have to be a member of this church. If you're saved and you know you're saved and you're right with God this morning and you know you're right with God this morning, 
you're welcome to take communion with us. This is for the body of believers. But if you know there is something between you and the Lord, I don't care who you are, color your skin, or, or your gender, there's something between you and the Lord, do not partake of this. But here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. Right now is the time to get it right. We're gonna, and, and that's one of the reasons that the Lord instructed us to do this is so that we would stop and say, where is my relationship with Jesus Christ? And I want every one of us in this room to take this seriously and say, where is my relationship with Jesus Christ? And I, if there's one thing wrong between you and the Lord, I want you to get it right, right now. And then you'll be, you'll be able to take the Lord's Supper and you'll be able to honor him and remember his sacrifice. All right? I'm going to pray. You examine yourself. As I, as I pray, you examine yourself and you get that thing right before we go into this service. Here we go. Father, we're grateful for the day. And Lord, because of Calvary, we can be here. Because of Calvary, we can be clean. And Lord, I'm glad this morning there, there is a I'm glad I'm clean. I hate to be dirty. I don't like, Lord, I don't like dirty clothes. And Lord, I don't like dirty plates. Lord, I don't even like dirty hands, but I'm glad this morning my heart's clean. Oh, I'm glad it can be clean in the blood of Christ. And I pray over this congregation, large as it may be, Father, there be one here that's lost, that don't know Jesus Christ, that they'd get saved today. And Lord, I pray if there be one here who's backslid or there's something between you and them or them and you, Lord, I pray that right now during this prayer, Lord, they'd examine themselves and they'd get that thing right. Lord, I pray that, Father, as we, as we honor you by doing exactly what you told us to do, that you'd get the glory, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.